Thank you for tuning into the Hacking the Patriarchy podcast. I'm your fervent feminist host, Raven O'Neill, and I get the honors of sitting down with women experts from all walks of life to discuss the ideas, opportunities, and the strategies that women can take advantage of to get ahead in our patriarchal society. So if one of your love languages is learning how to hack patriarchal systems and structures, I invite you to join us and help move the needle. Hi, listeners. I am so thrilled to introduce today's guest, Sabine Gideon. Sabine is the founder of She Leads Network and host of the top-rated podcast, She Leads Now, focused on women in leadership and business. With nearly 20 years' experience centered around helping others advance in their professional and personal environments, Sabine has helped clients in startups and Fortune 500 companies grow and develop by breaking through their own mental limits, elevating their confidence, influence, and impact as leaders and change agents. Her message of growth and transformation is amplified through her book, Transformed, The Journey to Becoming. Sabine holds a master's degree in management and organizational leadership and is certified as both a life coach and leadership consultant from ICF accredited institutions. Please join me in putting our virtual hands together and offering Sabine the warmest welcome. I am super excited to have Sabine Gideon of Gideon Enterprises joining me today. Sabine and I go way back. So welcome, Sabine. We're super happy to have you here. Thank you, Raven. I am super excited to be part of the show and to be partnering with you in this conversation. Yay. All right. So let's dive in. I'm sure everyone listening knows what networking is, but they probably all have different viewpoints. So in your opinion, what is at the ethos of networking? Yeah. And I've learned very quickly uh, since I've been talking about networking that it's not a four-letter word, clearly, but it's like a (laughs) four-letter word for a lot of people. Women especially, I've seen these really visceral reactions. Oh my gosh, no, not networking. And part of that is because back in the day, as in three years ago, networking was really about you go to these events, like you're trying to balance your drink with whatever snack you're holding and you're getting asked these questions of what do you do and expected to have this super polished 30 to 60 second elevator speech and collect and pass out all these business cards that you may or may not follow up with. And it just used to be a very, I don't know, bland experience for a lot of people. It was almost like a means to an end where the way that I focus on networking is really relationship building or even um, what I've coined as building your social capital. And so when you can shift it from the doing of networking and exchanging and trying to get business or trying to uh, tell somebody how great you are listening endlessly to how great someone else is, if you think about it from the perspective of This is an opportunity for you to build relationships with people, whether you're in corporate America or whatever your status are. Like we know we need people. We need people to do whatever it is that we need to. So if you go into it with a focus or the way that I like to advise clients is if you go into it with, I'm going to have a conversation with a complete total stranger and I'm going to learn something about that person. I'm going to share something that they don't know about me with them. And then I'm going to walk away from that experience with either giving them something, right, that can help support them in whatever it is that they're doing, and then also going in there prepared to ask for something. So it's it, there's a strategy behind effective networking or relationship building. But at the core of it, it's being okay with having conversations with other humans, knowing that this might be an opportunity for you to build a long-term relationship. 
Oh, I love it. You touched on so many things. I'm like, this conversation could go so many different ways. Like, where do we want to take it? But it is about hacking the patriarchy. And in the world of networking, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, there are very different approaches to networking between men and women. And the general, again, means to an end, I would say, isn't that different, but the actual experience of networking and the way in which men and women get it done is very different. Previous to recording, we had a very quick and dirty conversation about a Wall Street Journal article that came out and it got a huge backlash as it should have, because it was an overall analysis of how women are missing opportunities by not golfing. And you quickly touched on it, but let's dive into that a little bit more because I think a great opportunity to learn because I'm not going to learn golfing. I'm not going to go out there and sit in the sun and golf. And the article touched on some great points at the time that you're actually out there and the things you might talk about. But from your viewpoint of networking, Let's throw that out. How do we do it differently? Yeah. And thank you for bringing that back. When you think about the whole, like being out on the golf course thing, that's the paradigm that we we currently exist or that we're currently living in and the paradigm that has existed for the last, you know, 30, 40 years. Right. And so it's very much a older <laughs> or more seasoned, <laughs> mature, however you want to put it, white male thing to do. and so. For Wall Street Journal to put out an article that was just like, oh, you should be out there golfing. First of all, based on your socioeconomic background, that may not have been something that you were exposed to, that you had the resources to do. And quite frankly, that's not the only way to build relationships. Now, I totally agree when you strip away the golfing itself, you're spending what they're saying is you're spending a significant time with that other individual or those groups of individuals. So that leaves a lot of room for conversation. That leaves a lot of room for sharing, um, both personal and professional. So if we could strip away the activity, so what's at the essence of that? And at the essence of that is what I said before, is individuals having conversations, being themselves, um, I remember when I first came into corporate America, like that was the thing, right? Business deals were made on the golf course. Like it was all about um, being on the golf course as much as possible because that's where you built your relationships. Not everybody has country club money. <laughs> and quite frankly, not everybody wants to be in that hot sun hitting the ball. I, I personally <laughs> think golf is by far the most boring sport there is out there. Kudos to the people who love it. To say that is the missing piece for women in terms of our ability to move forward, whether it be in our careers and our businesses, I don't think that's fair, which is why I've adopted, I've moved away from the term networking to the term of relationship building or building your social capital. I literally have a folder back there that is a folder for relationships. And so for me in my format, what I found works for me is that I will reach out to strangers on LinkedIn without any issue. When I first moved to San Diego, I knew no one. I moved here sight unseen and I started a business. And so as you can imagine, I needed to build a relationship. I needed to build community out here. And so my first thing was, okay, I'm familiar with LinkedIn. Let me go in. Let me go see who's in HR out here. So I did searches literally every single day. I would get on LinkedIn search for individuals who are in HR or HR adjacent type roles, 
reached out to them, said, hey, I'm new to San Diego. This is what I do. And I'm just looking to build my network out here. There was no ask. There was no expectation. I wasn't seeking anything from these people. And people started responding and they were accepting. And then the next step was, okay, you know what? Now that you've accepted, that means that something about my profile resonates. Would you like to do a phone call or a virtual coffee? At the time, this was pre-COVID. So a lot of people wanted to meet up in person for coffees. And so I started to build my network here just by having conversations with people or inviting people to have conversations. As you will hear, I love to talk. (laughs) My entire career has been talking. So why not leverage a skill that comes naturally to me, something that actually brings me to life and use that to build relationships? So I say all that to say, if golfing is your thing, go for it, right? Join all the country clubs, be out in the sun as much as you need to. But if it's not, identify what's that thing for you. Most introverts will tell you like the last thing that I want to do is to go to a a building and walk around a room and I make eye contact with people and then have these conversations. Maybe that's not your thing, but things like uh, pickleball and like other sports are really cool. So if there's a sport that or a hobby that you're passionate about, that's another great way to just go into it with, I'm going to go in and build relationships with people. And it's something that we mutually have some type of, what's the word that I'm looking for? We have a mutual interest in this particular thing. What I'm going to lean into is you touched on something that deeply sits with me, and that is going out and having to have conversations with people you don't know. That's a huge part of networking. And I do feel male, female, I'm sure it touches on some of it, but then you get to introvert and extrovert and that also touches on it. I don't love going out to these huge events and having my, again, my drink and my food and trying to answer questions. For the women tuning in, what would you advise your clients on as great conversation starters, great ways to to dive into the networking and to feel comfortable? Most people can ask you, so what do you do? And that's really rough because that starts it off straight away into what do you do? And as women, we might identify not only by our careers and but we accom- what we accomplish, but so much more. So if you were advising clients, what might you advise in regards to conversation starters, these networking events? Yeah. So a couple of things, right? It starts with mindset. Everything starts with mindset. And I'm really a firm believer. The statistics show anywhere between 80 and 90%. I like to fall right in the middle with 85%, right? So 85% of our success in anything starts with our mindset and what we believe about the situation. So if you're someone who, you know, you hate having to go to in-person events or being that person to put yourself out there, having to answer that question of what do you do, even before you hit the Zoom button, before you step into the room, right? There's an opportunity for you to decide What do you want out of this experience? The thing that I would say is take a pause. If you're saying yes to attending a networking event or to participating in anything that would reflect that, ask yourself the question, what is my why? What is my real motive for wanting to do this? Is this something I feel like I have to do to grow my business or to grow my career? Is this something that I'm being dragged to by a friend of mine? What is the why? And if it is something that you're doing out of obligation, let's say, give yourself the opportunity and space to identify something that's a little bit more deeper. Because the minute you can look at whatever it is that you're about to do and attach an emotion to it, 
that is either going to support you in whatever it is that you're looking to do, or it's going to sabotage you. So if you have a networking event or a networking opportunity, first decide, why am I going to this? What do I hope to get out of it? And even ask yourself the question, at the end of the night or at the end of these two hours or however long the event is, how do I want to feel? What will I have wanted to experience? What types of conversations do I want to have? Who specifically, if you have a list, a roster, who specifically, you know, whose background is intriguing, might I want to connect with and have a conversation with? Even before you walk through the doors or before you turn on your laptop, I want you to decide what you want the outcome to be at the end of the session. And then secondly, lean into what emotion are you going to feel? If you're thinking to yourself like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so tired. I'm going to feel so drained. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to end that night or whatever it is, tired, drained, and all those things. But you know what? If I can just have one conversation with someone that maybe opens a door, or if I can have one conversation with this person, because this person has a background that I'm really intrigued with, what's starting to happen? You can't see me right now, but even as I was describing the two, there's an emotional reaction that's taking place. My subconscious mind is registering that. And it recognizes that, okay, we're now going to help support her in meeting that one person, or we're going to help support her in feeling tired or drained, whichever one you're choosing. When you get there, rather than starting with that conversation of what do you do? And even if you get asked the question, what do you do? I shifted to, so what brings you here? So what, what about this uh, event? Or were you invited here? Is there someone that you know? And so again, we think that we have to fall into these patterns that we're used to. But the, the truth is we don't have to. If what do you do is a question that you hate answering and that you, <laughs> I'll, I'll give this example and you feel free to edit this out. But I'll give this example. It's almost being on the dating apps. And like the first question people ask are, what are your hobbies? I don't have any. Like that is the most <laughs> uncomfortable question <laughs> for me to answer, right? So if what do you do is the equivalent to what are your hobbies, then you change the game right? So what brings you here? Or have you been part of this organization for a long time? Is this your first time here? So start to think about what conversations, how you want to drive the conversation and what it is that you want to share. And if it gets to the point where you get to the, what do you do or where where do you work? Then that's fine. But if you don't want to start the conversation that way, then that's completely fine as well. Um, As I'm thinking about a recent networking event, I actually went to a conference just last week and I am the type of person, while I am very much an extrovert, I am also the type of person when I get into these large rooms, and especially since COVID and the pandemic and being like reclusive, I've been noticing that I get a little bit of social anxiety in the beginning. So for those of you who might have social anxiety when it comes to being in large rooms, what I did was I first told myself, I had a pep talk with myself. I was like, okay, Sabine, You're going to get your drink, right? And the tendency would be to probably, what I wanted to do was just stand against the wall. And if someone came to talk to me, then I would talk to them. But I said, all right, Sabine, you're going to grab your drink and just circle the room. And as you're circling the room and you make eye contact with people, I was actually looking for things, right? Somebody had a really cool hairstyle. Oh my gosh, your hair is so super cute, right? I was finding things of commonality that I could easily ease my way into to start the conversation. And in a few instances, it was just, oh my gosh, your hair is amazing. Oh my gosh, I love that dress. Oh my gosh, those shoes are so cute. 
that's how I allowed myself to start the conversation. And it obviously went into what do you do and all those other things. But that's how I was able to move out of my own social anxiety that newly developed to be able to network with people in the room. And I also made the decision before going in there that I was going to network, that I was going to be okay, that I was going to find the strategy that worked for me and continue to move forward with that. And so with that, I will say I was successful. I connected with people. I connected other people with people. The night worked out. So much sage advice. I hope everyone listening is getting all the nuggets because I heard a lot of intentional and mindful and really a mindset getting in that headspace. So let's dive in a little bit to what happens afterwards. We've talked a lot about more of the group networking. We did talk about the golf course and the one-on-one and reaching out on LinkedIn. But some of these events are going to be these big events where you meet many people. And I imagine that on the male side, and again, I'm not a man, so I'm just saying what I imagine, is that afterwards it follows up with, hey, let's catch some golf after these big events. What what do you recommend as a great follow-up from the bigger events in regards to networking and cultivating those relationships? Yeah. If I can answer this from a in-person and a digital side of it, because the, the two are different. So something that I recommend to clients and something that I do myself, right? So if you're on LinkedIn, if you're not on LinkedIn, you should be on LinkedIn, right? (laughs) But uh, we'll just assume everyone who is listening is on LinkedIn. Nowadays, people don't really carry business cards as much, right? Or some people still do. I I just... I don't have any. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. (laughs) On LinkedIn, there's an opportunity for you to have people scan the QR code. So one of the things, again preparation is everything, right? So you've worked through your mindset, you know what it is that you want to get out of this particular event, who you might want to talk to. Have your LinkedIn app up, right? And go to the setting that allows you to press your QR code. So I, because I do this on a regular basis, I have typed in a little intro. I I do believe that when you connect with people on LinkedIn, you should send a message. So I have a pre-programmed intro. Hey, such and such. It was so great meeting you at X. Um, excited to get to know you a little bit more and also excited to engage with you on this platform. It's something to that effect, right? And you can save things. I, I'm an Android user, so I don't know what Apple people do. But for the Android users, you can save these messages right to your clipboard. And so as I, a couple months ago, I went to a networking event where I knew one other person who was going to be there and in the room, but everyone was new to me, basically. And so as we were, as I was going through the space, if you will, as I met people and we had these exchanges, the first thing would be, I would love to connect with you. I don't have business cards. Are you on LinkedIn? I always ask that question, even though I'm expecting people to be, are you on LinkedIn? The question was, yes, I'm on LinkedIn. So immediately I was able to unlock my phone. The app was there, ready to go typed in their name, confirmed that the person that I was looking at was them. And then I sent a connection request with a note. You want to personalize the note. I hit copy and put in their person's name after the high, put in the event after it's great meeting you at. And then I walk away. Not only have I walked away connecting with the person as a human being in that moment, But now I have a a connection request waiting in their inbox when they go on to LinkedIn. And when they see it, they'll also be registered. Even if they don't go on LinkedIn for weeks, they're going to see, oh, yeah, that's right. I met Sabine at X, right? So that's an easy, quick way 
to have that prepared and and so that you can follow up. So that's the in-person side. The follow-up would be when the person accepts, great. But within 24 to 48 hours, right? Just sending a quick note. Thank you so much for accepting my request. We started our conversation on X. Would love to continue a conversation. Let me know when you're available for a virtual coffee or in-person coffee, whatever your preference is. And then you go back and forth. And if you're listening, you're hearing, all I'm doing is being a human being. I'm just having a conversation with another human, but I'm leveraging a tool like LinkedIn to support me with the follow-up. Same thing goes with whether you start on LinkedIn or you start on some social platform, right? When you reach out to people, I always say your first conversation, and we all get these messages, right? Like, I can help you X. You don't know me. You don't know what my needs are right now. So yeah, no, thank you. You reach out to people. And what is the common ground? Most people don't reach out to complete strangers. Usually there's either a mutual friend, they're part of a group, they're part of an association, there's something, right? So when you reach out to people, it's the same, it's the same notion and the same strategy. Hey, I noticed that you're part of the Wall Street Journal group, or I know that you're following them, or I noticed that we have a mutual connection on this and would love to connect with you and learn more. And it's the same strategy once that person accepts. Thank you so much within 24 to 48 hours. But again, life happens. So that's not a hard and fast rule. Reach back out and say, hey, thank you so much for accepting my request. Would love to hear more about what it is that you do. You know, let's schedule a virtual coffee. Some people are going to be like, oh, yeah, let's totally do it. Some people are like, I don't really have time for that right now. And that's okay. That is okay. If it's someone that you really want to build a relationship with, again, that's the end game in all of this. It's about building relationship. Then you set a reminder for yourself that says, okay, follow up with this person maybe in 30 days, 60 days, or whatever the case may be. And if it's someone that you're, oh, okay, we connect again, great. If we don't, then you leave it at that. It's really not as hard as people believe it to be. It does take time. Relationships take time. For those of you who are listening, who might be in a relationship or, or be married, it would be like meeting your spouse or your partner or whoever And like on the first date, they're like, okay, so are we going to do this? Are we getting married? Like, that would be a complete (laughs) turnoff. You'd be like, okay, absolutely not. You're a little creepy, right? So think of networking in that same sense that I'm going to get to know this person. I'm going to learn more about them. I'm going to, if it's a business relationship, I'm going to figure out where do they need support and how might I leverage my network to support them? Or where do I need support and how can they support me? And then actually having that conversation. So hopefully that gives the the two ways to to tackle networking or building relationships, either in person or virtual. I love it. I love it all. Just real quick, on a personal note, different tangent regarding the people that reach out to you on LinkedIn, like I can help you multiply your outreach, but do you ever respond with no thank you or do you just leave it? Sometimes I'll click the thing sometimes. If I, if it's, there are some companies that like, it's the same message, it's just different people that point, I just block them. But if it seems like it's a newer person, like I had somebody who was just like, I can help you write your screenplay. What? (laughs) Like, yeah. So that one, I was just like, thanks, but no, thank you. I love it. It's just a little tangent there. Okay. I want to go future forward. Again, we touched on the golf and all the different ways you can network. Has there been anything in your professional experience that you've seen in regards to women networking that has been like, oh, that is 
a super unique approach. What came to mind for me is if you like to shop, like setting up a shopping date where you like something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what it, I think it's Bumble. Bumble is one of those apps where it has like a, a, a best friend one. Right. So I, I know some people have done that. I, I, I have trust issues. So that's why <laughs> that has not been one uh, that I have taken forward or that I've moved forward with a lot of sports. So it's another thing that I did when I first moved out here, actually, before I moved out here to San Diego, my corporate job had been relocating me to a couple different places. And every time I got to a new place, I went on meetup.com and I would choose activities or hobbies and, and even like professional networking groups that I wanted to join. So you can download the app. You can, you can attend events for free. Some people have paid events, but think about what are the things that interest you and you can leverage something like a meetup or you can go on Eventbrite, eventbrite.com and select, okay, these are the things that I like to do. What are some of the events that are in, in, in the area? And then for those who might still be on Facebook, Facebook also has like an event section where you can go in and you can browse. So I would say if you're looking to network, start with something that's common ground. If you're not big into going to the shooting range, right? Don't select an event that has you at the shooting range trying to network. First of all, it's not a great place. It's, it's a little noisy there. But think about something that you're interested in doing. And it all starts with the purpose of the networking, right? Are you looking to network to really just build your personal, your personal networking group or friend group? Are you doing it for business or for your career? Aligning whatever the activity is with whatever is going to help move forward in the goal, uh, move you forward with the goal. Again, going back to being intentional about the outcome, no matter what you're doing in regards to getting out there, just being intentional about that outcome. Any final words of advice for the women out there? There were so many great nuggets. Yeah. So a couple of things that I would say, as you think about networking, right? So we talked really in the tactical side, and we also talked about the mindset piece of it. If you're in business, right? And you know this, Raven, right? Your business does not grow without people, right? Your business does not grow, whether that's people as clients, people as peers. It is such an essential part of our success, being able to collaborate and build relationships with others. And even if you're in corporate America, I I think in the 14 years that I was in corporate America, one of the things that I saw as, as almost like the the kryptonite, if you would, to women being able to advance is seeing networking as an addition or seeing networking as an add-on versus seeing networking as part of your role. Whether you're an entrepreneur or you're in corporate America, networking is part of your role. And so what does that look like in practice? That looks like you are scheduling time, whether that's once a week, once a month to have a conversation with someone who, you know, maybe in a different department or who may be a different type of coach, whatever the case may be, but making conscious decision that like every week, I would say every day, but we're not going to get carried away here, but at least every week or every month, you're having a conversation and you're learning about someone new. And not only that, but you're sharing with more people who you are, what you do, what your goals are, and how they can support you. Oftentimes, if we're stuck and, and we're not able to move forward, it's not because we're not capable. It's not because we're not competent, but we haven't told enough of the right people what it is that we need and how we can use that support. 
So think of and a strategy that I always leverage with with networking is always go in with an ask and always be prepared with a give. Right. So when I do my coffee chat, I'm listening to whether it's an entrepreneur or someone in corporate. What do you have going on? And I always ask the question, how can I support you? Like I don't get off the call without asking the question of how can I support you? And sometimes, especially women, they'll be like, oh, I can't really think of anything right now. Can I get back to you? Or they'll say there's nothing. And I was just like, really? Nothing? (laughs) And based on what I've heard in the conversation, I will be the one to be like, I heard you mention X, right? I heard you mention that you are looking for more speaking opportunities. Have you considered podcasts? I'm asking that question in that space if they don't have an answer because I've already prepared a give. Like I have a list of people in podcasting or whatever it is. I hope I'm not babbling here, but the the point is think about networking as part of your strategy for anything. If you're looking to grow in your career, if you're looking to grow your business, it has to be something that you schedule in and that you're intentional about. And then secondly, when you're in that space and you're having conversations and you're learning about people, always go in with that give and that ask. Because what you're doing essentially is you're sowing seeds, right? When you ask someone, how can you support them? And you make, you're able to make an introduction for them or you're able to provide them a resource. That is a seed that you're sowing that may not flourish in that moment because in real life, seeds don't flourish the, the day you plant them. But down the road, that person's going to remember, wow, when I needed this or when I was looking for this, Sabine or Raven provided a resource. And now that this opportunity is coming up, this is the person that I want to support. You're not doing it for the intention or with the intention of getting, but just know that with every seed, right, there comes seed time and harvest. And then the last thing that I would say to that is the fortune is in the follow-up. And that reflects itself, whether it's corporate, whether it's uh, entrepreneurship, the fortune is in the follow-up. If you reach out to someone to connect and they don't get back to you right away, it's not a reflection of you, right? It's not, they don't like you or anything like that. Life happens. People get busy, right? Things happen. So my invitation to you is, again, if this is someone that you want to build a relationship with, do a check-in every 30 days. Literally, like I said, I have this folder back here. I'm old school. I probably should have this like super fancy CRM at this point. To me having a piece of paper where I can go back over the notes and I can connect with the person as a human being, that's authentic to me. For someone who wants this CRM to remind them, hey, reach out to such and such, if that's authentic to you, then that's authentic to you. So don't be afraid to follow up with people if you don't hear back. Life happens, it's vacations, people get sick, things happen. Feel free to reach back out and connect, especially if that person has indicated that they wanna wanna connect with you in some capacity, then follow up. couple things to add to it. I, I like paper too. Old school, like paper. I also do some CRM, but the greatest gift is if you use Gmail and you reach out to someone in a couple of days and they haven't responded, it will tell you. And although that's a super quick, I think it's five days, it's still really nice. I A little hack I have is I usually dismiss that nudge, but then I go back and I mark it as unread. So it's highlighted. So then at some point I know, hey, look down there, you still need to follow up with that person. After this conversation, I'm certainly going to spend the rest of the day today following up with some of the people to follow up with. Some great takeaways that I got there was, again, mindful and intentional, but going in with a, what do you want to get out of it? 
when you're going to network, what do I want to get out of this opportunity? And always going in with a ask and a give or given an ask. Let's go give first, given an ask. So for those tuning in that want to network with you, get to know you better, reach out. How can they get a hold of you? This is going to be a shocker, but I'm on LinkedIn. <laughs> um, so yes, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. It's Sabine Gideon, all one word, my name. And if you've listened to this entire episode, please don't just hit connect. I hit the personalized button and say, let me know that you heard me on the podcast and would love to connect. And my answer will always be yes. Of course, if you are curious about what I do and how you might want to work with me, you can always go to my website which is sabinegideon.com and learn a little bit more about the services that I offer as well. Awesome. I will make sure those are also linked in the notes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time and giving so many golden nuggets of information for everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Raven. It's been such a pleasure. And I hope your audience got some good takeaways on this and they'll see networking as more of a fun relationship building opportunity versus a boring uncomfortable event that they have to do. I love it. Thank you again. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For all the juicy deets on this episode, be sure to check out our show notes or give us a holler on Instagram at Hacking the Patriarchy Podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support this podcast, don't be shy. Please share it with your friends. Sharing is caring after all. Lastly, if you'd like to lend your personal support, please take a moment to tell the world about it with a review on your favorite streaming platform. We'd be forever grateful. Tune in again soon to enjoy a brand new episode of the Hacking the Patriarchy podcast. And until next time, keep on hacking, my friends. If you've made it this far, I have one more little thing to share with you. Did you know that this isn't my only feminist endeavor? That's right. There's more. I run a media startup dedicated to providing the most current and pertinent news about women, for women, and by women. Our mission centers on delivering a platform where the latest updates regarding women-led initiatives are extensively covered, highlighting women's actions, accomplishments, perspectives, and other elements that profoundly influence women's lives and contribute to meaningful progress. I invite you to head over to femled.news to learn more.